This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Pollard's come into the lineup. It's fourth and goal. They're going to pass up the three. What they're going to do is play action. Fourth and goal. Man in motion left to right. Inside a play action, bootleg to the left, Prescott all the way, runs it in for the touchdown, and he's fired up. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Cowboys win. It is a victory Tuesday, and it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Tonight, today we're going to go through some tweets from last night because I was tweeting a lot throughout the game. and uh, Congrats. I was like, yeah, thank you, Reggie. It was it was one of those moments where I was like, you know what? Maybe I can use this as notes for a segment. So, Reggie, what I would like for you to do, and Mike, and also Kevin, and anybody else out there, okay, find your best tweet from last night, and we will read it live on air. You too, Reggie. I know you tweeted a lot of things, and not even just Cowboys things. You could have anything you want to go to there. Your favorite tweet of yourself. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but we'll go through some of mine. I did have a question about this before we get to that, though. And if you have a tweet that you really loved from yourself, Tolos, tweet it to me at in the majors on Twitter. Go ahead and give me a follow. What did you think about the Mike McCarthy chain after the game in the locker room <laughs> when they threw the Cowboys chain around his neck? I liked it. I do like I those really things, did. man. I, like, I, I think really this did. team likes him. Yeah, McCarthy. Yeah. Yes. Like they they seem to really like be playing. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he just is always hanging out with them and their best friends or anything, but. He has their respect, and I think that's uh, that's a huge factor in in where they're going in the direction that they're going with this thing. I really appreciate what he's brought, and I know people have been trying to kill him since he got here. Sure, you know they've been trying to get rid of him, but I think we're really lucky to have the coach we have at the moment, considering what history's been like since Jimmy Johnson left. I yeah. like this because I'm pretty sure Kevin was going to fire him today if they lost yes. that game. Kevin was. If they, Kevin might actually fire him next week if they ooh, lose to the Niners. Yeah. I definitely will not. And trade Dak. Is, I said I could absolutely see if they lost this playoff game that he could lose his job for sure. And I know Jerry last week was like, no, that's not going to have any bearing. But then I started to think, man, if they look like they did in the Washington game, is that really going to have no bearing? But they didn't. No, not at all. It, it looks, was fantastic. I mean, a completely face, different Kevin. team. That's fine. I accept um, well, he's aggressive on that acceptance. Yeah, give it to me. God, um, amped up to it. The first tweet uh, of the yesterday that I sent out was Kevin. Do you have a lucky shirt or hat that you're wearing for tonight's game? Oh, yeah. And shoot me a game day good luck gear. And there were some really cool ones. I really appreciated some of the things that came through last night. Uh, and then uh, later on in the evening, I did add whatever you wore, don't wash it. Okay. Do you, does Mike? Did you ever? When you were pitching, did you uh-huh. play that game? I'm not washing my jock strap no, all, all I year. washed everything, but I would wear the same undershirt or I'd wear the same glove. I would say, like, if I lost two games in a row, usually I'd have two or three gloves for the season. 
So if I like had two bad games in a row with that glove, I would just change to another glove or change stirrups or something like you that. Think but I wouldn't. Career would have gone differently had you done steroids. Yeah. Well, I. You know what? I want to. I want a segment at some point where Mike gives us his alternate timeline of uh-huh. like how his career progressed after that. I. I wonder how I would have been on steroids. I mean, a lot of guys got better on it. Some guys didn't get better on mm-hmm. it. You know, I don't know. What would my body done on Royce? What would, I'm, I'm actually more interested to know how your personality would have changed. That is a fair point. Would, oh would Mad be Mike have been like extremely Mad Mike? Yeah. Around 16 hours ago, Kevin, I tweeted, just stop it. This is the first tweet of the night for game time because I had just retweeted Tim Collins' pregame tweet uh, that had Brian Broaddish, Chiafalo, and the whole crew rocking things along. Just stopping in to say hi. And I hope Maher has a better end of his night than beginning. Keep up the good vibes. Because I wanted to kind of keep that, like, good feeling going throughout the night. Everything was going pretty well around this point, except for Maher. I think it missed two. So I didn't tweet anything until the second one, and I was like, hey, I feel like this is time. And then I asked the question, how are we feeling about this, about who is the more physical team right now? Did Did Tampa Bay ever show that they were the more physical team than the Cowboys last night? I mean, maybe you could say the first two possessions, it was even. Mm. But uh, after that? After four minutes into the game and and uh, you went down and scored six, I think that just totally changed it. And at no point was there a better player on the football field than Micah Parsons. Yeah. And Dak had a great game, and Dak, could, Dak would be your next, hey, who could have competed with Micah Parsons? And Dak. Dak had almost a perfect game at quarterback. So uh, I would say Micah Parsons, I think for me, was the guy who set that tone. For me, it was Donovan Wilson with the Godwin hit. Like that's where I was like, whoa! Like, and then that changed the game because I don't think the the Godwin wanted to catch. He did. He caught a lot. Yeah, but I don't think he wanted to do anything once he caught. He caught. He was like, I'm going to catch it and then try to fall. I don't want to get hit again. Do you think then he was hoping that Trayvon Diggs shadowed him throughout the game? We'll get to that this week. Okay, because I do have a. I think I might have a hot take on that. Oh, yeah, because I was. I did point it out. Okay. Um, this is right around halftime. The Cowboys got the ball. I think they're about six minutes left. And I said, I do not want Tampa Bay getting, and it also could be Tom Brady, getting another tick before halftime. Yeah. This drive needs to end with the ball crossing the goal line and the clock running out. And like that was a very significant moment in that game where I thought the Cowboys, A, they have to score, put themselves kind of even more out of, t- out of, out of range. But you just didn't want Tom Brady to have a chance to get that swing. And they didn't get that either. Like, that was huge that Mike pointed that out earlier this morning, that they didn't get anything. It was a three and out after half. And before that, they didn't get the big pass that gets a a, a pass interference that allows a field goal. And then you get a 10-point swing in the middle of the half. Uh, Right before Dak ran in that touchdown, I I tweeted out, Dak wants this thing so bad. And then he runs in for a touchdown right after that. Like, that, you could tell it was in his blood. Is that, that the he one, wanted that game. Is that the one where he was like, man, you would have thought it was a home game, which I loved the way he was like getting yes. fired up on the fans. Yes. Yes. I thought it was awesome. Um, Cowboys, I tweeted this also, Cowboys loving something Tampa Bay is giving them with this tempo. And we asked Stephen Jones about that earlier. This is, they started going tempo. I think it was second half and they had done it earlier in the game. This is when they know that there's a team 
that has players that play lots of plays, they're like, let's wear these guys out. Don't even give them a chance. Yeah. You mess with their communication. You mess with a lot of what they're trying to accomplish. It's not just about we found a package on the field that we want to expose. Let's keep this thing rolling. It is let's keep our team kind of going. Let's keep our play calling rhythm going. But let's also wear out that team because it's going to benefit us later. I did. Uh, do do you, you think that the Kellen Moore haters are going to calm down? Mm, I mean, he could. Uh, this is very similar to what you just said about Dak. He has to win it all. And that if he throw if he throws out a clunker next week, then you're like, well, hold on. And I think with Kellen Moore too, even if they do win, it still matters how they win. Like if they win fourteen to thirteen or something like that, then I think people are going to pile on him. Still, he he does seem to get a lot of anger directed his way. I tweeted out a a, a gif of the guy throwing darts. And uh, and hitting all the darts and then screaming. I was like, Dak right now, because Dak looked that good. Maher will have to do something great tonight. He will just have to. But he didn't. He didn't. He never did anything <laughs> yeah, he made great. An extra point. Yeah, no, I don't that, even know. If that that felt great in the moment. It really did. I did tweet out, hey, send me your hands up, GIFs, if you really saw the first half going this way. Anybody want to put their <laughs> hand up and say they saw last last night's first half going that way? But I don't want Reggie to be mad at me because he's going to say it's GIF. I don't worry about or that. Or skip definitely give Alex Lucky a good friend of ours oh yeah I like here in the building he works here tweeted out a picture of John Daly wearing a Cowboys uh, pullover and he said Cowboys by 70 yeah and I loved that um he's Santa Claus it was crazy because they were like hey here's who's here John Daly Hulk Hogan and Tom Cruise and I thought what a weird combination of people who are all at the game Tony uh this was my going into the second half second half philosophy time for Zeke to do work or keep the football flying and I really appreciated Patrick Walker hopping in on this conversation with me last night uh no different Patrick he's never mind uh and and he said it kind of depends you know if your defense stands tall on the first drive then you can mix some things up and use the clock to your advantage. If they don't, then keep it flying. And defense comes out three and out. And that was a heck of a stand right there. I thought that was a really, that may have been the biggest moment of the game. You're not, there were so many good ones, but you weren't going to let them. And then I said, going for the throat, which I don't know why Reggie and other people tried to make that sound dirty. Like you guys, where were you going? I, oh, yeah. That's what they did. Where the were you Cowboys going for went for the throat. Sometimes that's the yeah, goal. but to where the that's what like that's what isn't that what in dog fights the dog that goes for the throat they're going oh, for the kill isn't no. that what that is is that where that's from or just like if if two wolves were gonna fight each other or if a wolf was gonna fight a bear they're gonna go for the throat Corey just the thing I have to tell you I hear where you're going with this I don't know how many wolves I've seen let alone situations with multiple wolves engaged in a fight mm-hmm. so. I don't know. And then what in the blowhole after? Uh, what after? Uh, from those uh, reptiles that mm-hmm. are what are they? Well, it's a dolphin or a whale. Yeah, mammals. That was after another yet a, a fourth a fourth field goal extra point miss. Yes. Amphibians. Kevin, do you have your favorite tweet from last night? I do. Now I better say this just so I don't get in trouble at home. It was a picture of Baby Noah in his Cowboys tracksuit and his football onesie. Uh, saying that baby Noah's ready to do his part to root on the Cowboys. He didn't. He fell asleep after like the first quarter. Uh, but my he fa- just had confidence. He knew it was. He over. did. That's a good point. 
is obviously my favorite tweet of the night from me was in your face, Troy Aikman. Woo! Man. Nice. Here are some of the responses. I hate broadcaster Troy. I think they should have gone for three. Suck it, Troy. <laughs> the biggest Cowboys hater Dang. is Troy Aikman. From the from another person, LMAO, they said they hate Troy. And then another person said agreed. He reps a beer brewed in Craft Brewery in Louisiana, owned by the Saints organization that is distributed only in Texas. I hate so, like, everybody who hates Troy Aikman. I agree. People, and I don't hate Troy Aikman. Just uh, in that moment, I do not. Just in that moment, sounds goes, like I, it. I think that should go for sounds three. Sounds like you're like, we only have two Super Bowls in this, right. or big games in this. Uh, no, he just said we should have. No, and it's Super Bowl. He said. We should just take the three, and instead they scored a touchdown. I only had one tweet during the whole game. (laughs) Wow. How did it go, Mike? I put, how confused is Jerry Jones right now with Chris Godwin playing wide (laughs) receiver? Of course. Man, I think I did see that, and I was like, of course, Mike. That is the direction. I did want to bring this one up, and this was kind of a point of, who has YouTube TV? I did like from all things Mavs. Malher. Okay. Looks like the Mavs on the free throw line. Oh, <laughs> I have yeah. YouTube TV, and there is an option where after they played a couple of commercials, they'll let me skip the commercials mm-hmm. and go to a, like a moment of zen, and they'll just give you some really cool sh- bur- bubbling brook or and like Enya will be playing. Or, no, there's no, no music oh. is just qu- kind of quiet and natural ambient outdoor sounds that go oh. along with the image, and I found it to be super peaceful. But even more so, what I found out was I got to miss all the Burger King commercials that everybody else has to deal with. I didn't get a single Burger King commercial. Whopper, 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 whopper. Until the very end of the game. All y'all know that because they play that 55 times during each commercial break. They really do. I only saw Brady does 80 uh, one time. Yes, I did see that too, and I made sure that Adrian watched. Did y'all see the still, Did y'all see the Mandalorian spot? Yes, I, didn't see I it. did. Where was I? What did yeah. I do? It was, it was during halftime. halftime. Okay, all right. I think I was up and around doing some other things. I forgot my kids kind of fell what? out of love with Boba Fett Mandalorian situation, so oh. they were a little bit confused. Oh, they're like, why is I call him Baby Yoda? What yes, is, whatever his name Rogu. is. Grogu. Grogu. They're like, I thought he was training to be a Jedi, and I'm like, no, he decided to quit that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the last happened. one was the Landry shift, baby. Wasn't uh, it nice to see the Landry shift just take its place right there in front of it? Reggie? What was uh, your favorite tweet that you tweeted out last? I had night? two. Okay, one of them is for Kevin's benefit, which was someone send Thomas a CDL instruction course. <laughs> Hell. Yeah. Because he needs to pick up a different line of work. Um, the one that I actually was my favorite was this question. Is there an establish the kick movement? Because I would like to sign up. Because I was just like, I, I kind of thought everybody was kind of rash going to the, no, you need to go for two for the rest of the game. You had so much buffer in the way that this game played. I'm like, oh, just keep throwing him out there. If he misses, he misses. It's cool. You got time. Now, my favorite. People are sending me their tweets right now. Okay. It is awesome. And I do want to know that, but my favorite thing that happened actually happened in our show text is all year, Reggie's been trolling me with this is the year that (laughs) Geno Smith. But this time, it was (laughs) this is the year that Tom Brady, and before Reggie could text in, is finally washed. Corey texted, goes the F home. <laughs> and that 
<laughs> was my favorite thing that happened all night outside of like the game itself in terms of text or tweet correspondence yeah. is because in my mind it was this is the year <laughs> that Tom Brady goes the F home and Corey just like swept in there that was awesome appreciate you and tomorrow you. to tease tomorrow we do Ke- what does Kevin hate more than Tom Brady we have Satan. Oh my God! We have World War. Also fair. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go with. And we, you told we, me I couldn't say World Wars because I wasn't alive for sure. Hitler. Yeah. He goes, you can't say Hitler. You weren't alive. And yet you said it twice. I'm afraid now. Brady might be greater than all those. No, he's not. Oh, let's see. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, it's time for some playoff porridge. More about the Cowboys plus why that Giants win was so ludicrous. We'll do it next right here on the fan. KNC masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We'll talk some more Cowboys here for sure, but we will also go across the other playoff games. For a healthy helping of playoff porridge. You guys ready? Dip. Ooh, that'll still work. I don't know if I've ever had porridge, but I don't feel like I want it. Why not? You like trying things. I think I would try it, but I'm not like a big fan of grits. I, I have had grits that I like, but I mean, most grits I don't like. But there's been a couple places where I'm like, that's good grits. I feel like porridge is bad grits. But I don't even know what porridge is. All right, are you a person that says that sugar does not go in grits? I don't know. I've never made them. I just have a few places that I've had them in like. Okay. Seems like butter is a big part of mm-hmm. it. Butter, sugar, sometimes. But I can always go with some like the shrimp and grits. Okay. Salty yeah, grits yeah, are perfectly yeah, yeah. perfectly acceptable as well. A lot of people will say salty grits are the only way to go. And I like the... Louisiana hot sauce on it. Let's go. Okay. I mean, we can go with gridiron right. grits for this if you want. Porridge me up, man. All right. I'll eat it whether I like it or not. Let's start you, with the Cowboys as Dak Prescott joined Troy Aikman and Roger Staubach as the only Cowboys quarterbacks with four touchdown passes in a playoff game ever. Name another. It, I cannot. It is Roger, Don Meredith. Roger Nope. Roger Staubach did it in the 1975 NFC Championship game against the Rams, and Troy Aikman did it in Super Bowl 27 against the Buffalo Bills. So, again, rarefied air with that game last night. And they both won Super Bowls those years? The 1975 team did not. Thanks a lot, Kevin. All right. Ruined my dream. Dak's climbing up the ladder. But they both made the Super Bowl. Does that help you? Yeah, I do like that. Okay. If Dak wins, we, the Super we won't Bowl. play the Steelers in this Super Bowl. That is which true. Which would definitely test Kevin Hagelin's <laughs> no. status. No, like, no, who no. Who are you rooting for? And one more. I'm f- a huge Steelers fan. <laughs> I'm a huge Cowboys fan. If Dak wins one Super Bowl, could he topple Roger Staubach? I don't think so because think Roger Staubach so. has this like mythic aura about him that goes beyond just what happened in the games and everything. So I would say no. But one more positive for Dak. He is the fourth QB since 1950 to throw at least 300 yards passing, at least four touchdowns passing, and a rushing touchdown Did in the, the Was postseason. there a human that had a 300-yard passing game in 1950? <sighs> I think so that 
I'd have to go back because wasn't that. I'm typing that, in. I'm just going to Google Wasn't that search. when the record was set? Like in the 1950s? Who was the first quarterback? 570 yards or something like that? I feel like it was. Well, anyways, he joins Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Ryan. So, again, good on you, Dad. Brock right. Van. Well, Rodgers got to, the only Super Bowl he got to, he won. Right? One, two. Correct. No, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Not Roger Staubach. Matt Ryan lost his Super Bowl, and Peyton lost half the Super Bowls he went to. That is true. So, can't say that's a great thing, Kevin. Okay. I'm Well, but we still have the one Super Bowl stat. All right. Do you guys want to go back and revisit any particular playoff games over the weekend besides the Cowboys game? Yeah, let's uh, revisit the, uh, the Jaguars and the Chargers. All right. For the Jag- that cost some jobs. For the Jaguars, that's right, is the Chargers moved off of their offensive coordinator today. And it was an interesting night for Trevor Lawrence, like we talked about yesterday, is did you know he joins Ben Roethlisberger as the only player in NFL postseason history to have four touchdowns and four interceptions in the same game? Yes, I did see that. That is sound. amazing. Oh! <laughs> Okay. Actually, hey. I don't even know if I saw the stat. I think my father-in-law. This is like, why I'm in love with Trevor Lawrence. I got a team down 14-2 to two in Major League Baseball, and it's tied for the greatest comeback in Major League history. Without me getting a team down 14-2. to two. <laughs> Is that your take on that? Yep. Okay. And then I threw three shutout innings in the 6th, 7th, and 8th inning. So I feel like me and T-Law, we have something together. And by the way. The first ever quarterback to eclipse the 300-yard mark was Jim Betton of the Cleveland Rams. I had no clue the Rams were ever Cleveland. Who accomplished the feat on Thanksgiving. Oh. 1945. Wow. Okay. And by the way, at the same, oh, Bob Waterfield also hauled in 10 passes for 303 yards in that game. (laughs) What? So I think he threw to one guy. Is that 30 yards a catch? That is pretty impressive. Now... The legend of Brock Purdy continues to grow as we discussed yesterday. Do you know that he now has as many passing touchdowns or touchdowns, I should say, as Jimmy G, Jimmy G does in his playoff career? Can you say that again? I'm sorry. Yeah. Brock Purdy now has Brock. as many playoff touchdowns as Jimmy G does in his playoff career. Wow. Jimmy G, six games, four touchdowns, six interceptions. Brock Purdy, first playoff start, four touchdowns, no interceptions. I, he's doing all the things. I don't know that if Shaman I'm scared wants. of him, but I'm very. Interested. I think I am. Like this is, I can't believe as I do think that should be Tom Brady's last game. I won't put it past him. Look, he decided marriage wasn't for him to keep playing, so he might just yeah. go to another team and play. But that as that career ends, we might have one begin where he gets into this perfect situation with this unbelievably great defense with good weapons. He's going to make a million dollars a year so they can spend a whole bunch of money on that team. They might be able to trade Trey Lance for future picks to help out his situation that we might have a Tom Brady situation happen again as Tom Brady retires. And I think you guys can get this. Brock Purdy is also the second QB since the merger to win each of his, or excuse me, second rookie QB since the merger to win each of his first six starts. Name the other. Crap, is, did Lamar Jackson lose one or did he win six? I know he was, was he six and one? Is Lamar Jackson not the right answer? It is not the right answer. When was the merger? 1970. Marino. 
You're you guys are in the right conference, but still incorrect. Elway. We might have already mentioned him. Steve DeBerg. No, damn it. Warren I guess Moon? it. Good answer. Good answer. Ben Steve DeBerg on the board. Roethlisberger yeah. won his first 13 games as a starter. So still a ways And everybody to go. gets that confused because I've had buddies text me. No, that was his second year they beat Seattle. Yes. Not his first year. Correct. So a lot of people, well, yeah, it happened. I remember Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he was a rookie and yes. won the no, Super Bowl. No, he did he not. He lost. Is All right. Loser. Did you oh, see? Put him down. Ben Roethlisberger oh, yeah. and Tom Brady. He hates Ben Roethlisberger. As big of a Steelers fan as you are, know, that's a weird it's weird I'm that a you huge hate. Steelers fan. <laughs> We've already played like eight times. I do dislike Ben Roethlisberger for sure. Is Did you see that Ludacris performed at halftime of the Vikings-Giants game? Wow. For what? Just for the people. Isn't he an Atlanta guy? What? It was like Thanksgiving Day or something there. Like, it's playoff time, man. He must have gotten paid. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you don't think he was just there to hang out? Like, support. Like, I got to support tell you him. Something. I was at that Green Bay Dallas playoff game in 2016. I don't remember a halftime show. Mm-mm. I'm I, not saying you have to have one. I'm just saying Ludacris absolutely performed at halftime. And then they win game. against I the Vikings. I feel like no, Ludacris' no, well, career is going down. I mean, he was in Minnesota, oh, so yeah. I think he was probably there at the behest. What I would like is if the Giants book that. They're like, you know what? We went ahead and, and booked Ludacris for He's y'all. They're up. like, what? And they're like, yeah, we got Ludacris. Ludacris. I feel like career is going downhill when you're playing halftime shows, unless it's the Super Bowl. You no, or Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving game. Yeah, yeah. Well, but if you're just randomly like, hey, we we didn't have uh, the guy who juggles while he's balancing on something, <laughs> or, or Red Panda wasn't available, yeah. or hey, the two people that dance and they change costumes 17 times in five minutes, they're not available. <laughs> hey, Luda, you want to do this? And he's like, I got nothing else going. So yeah, I mean, his net worth is like 30 million. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's pretty good. He must yes. be cash poor. <laughs> he can own the maps. Is all right, and Daniel Jones is the third QB in postseason history with 300 or more passing yards and 75 or more rushing yards in a game, joining Lamar Jackson and Steve Young. All You're- right, I had this question. Okay, he's the first one to win that game, though. <sighs> Are you changing your mind? I had this in Mike ask all the football questions, but since you brought up Daniel Jones, I'm throwing it out there. How much has Daniel Jones changed your mind at the end of this year in that playoff game? I he's I get more why the Giants would think he's the dude, but and the spoiler alert for my quarterback rankings tomorrow, I still don't particularly believe in him, and I think if they give him a long-term deal, that's a mistake. But I get it. He has shown those intangibles or that grit to go along with that actual on-field performance this weekend. I, I understand why they might believe in him. Okay. By the way, I said that whole thing wrong. By the way, that was Jim Benton was the wide receiver. Who oh, who got okay? Who got the the passes? His quarterback was Bob Waterfield. Did you day. get fact checked on that? Tremendous uh, work by the Twolos. I just read it again. I'm a bad reader. <laughs> I like audiobooks. Okay. Will we do a Mike hates it list at some point too? Then, if we're gonna do what I hate. Yeah, I hate reading and writing. <laughs> People are like, you should keep a journal. I'm like, that's because you like writing. (laughs) Okay. Hey, guess what? You should, if let's just say you don't like exercising. Hey, you should ride the Peloton for 30 minutes. Well, if you literally hate exercising and hate cardio, to me, that's like writing. And people that write can't understand that. They're like, 
writing is the best. It's so therapeutic and all these things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Writing to me is whatever you dislike doing that's writing to me. Okay. If that makes sense. Yo, yeah. No, actually, I did understand that. And for the Bengals and Ravens, tough for the Ravens across the board. They were the second team in the last 15 years to lose a playoff game where they ran for 150 or more yards and loud less than 250 yards. The other, the Ravens again against the Bills in 2020. And then Sam Hubbard, he returned that fumble 98 yards. That is the longest go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter in postseason history and the longest fumble return in NFL postseason history. So the Ravens just taking L's left and right, especially when you include Lamar Jackson's Instagram. Tying cornerback Tony Dorsett. No, that that is a, different, a question. That is a different thing. Did you ever watch the movie Ford versus Ferrari? I oh, that did. was a good movie. You remember at the very end they were or they I were died. like, hey, no, Mike. <laughs> That's not funny. Car blew up. No, the that one dude was like, hey, what do you think about the idea? All three are Fords crossing the line at the same time. Do you think that Hubbard, if he like had gotten a couple of his teammates to catch up with him and they all touched the football at the same time, they all would have been credited with the touchdown? No, that would be three touchdowns. Trayvon Diggs wants it to be that way. Remember that interception at the end? And he was like, no, let's split this interception in half. Also, what How you- confusing is that on the stat thing? If you didn't watch the game, you're like, they have three defensive yeah. touchdowns. You're like, hold on. <laughs> they didn't add this right at all. Is What do you think about the name for that play being the fumble in the jungle? You yeah, like that, right? That sounds wonderful, dude. Man, you don't care about hey, that. Hey, Adams at all. loves that. She's like a huge jungle fan up there in Cincinnati. Like, dead serious. Is she a bigger fan of that, or are you a bigger fan of Kay Adams? You'd ruin his marriage for Kay Adams. Mike, we've I, I have another offer, all right, for my debt to you at the Super Bowl. Oh, God. Never mind. We'll, you we'll hit do on this. Kay Adams? I don't I, If we're tying this together. Yeah, I don't think your wife would appreciate this bet. Or I think she, she wouldn't appreciate or, less the debt that he's incurred. <laughs> or would she? Oh, I mean, if she says yes, I there's it's gonna be the Woody Harrelson indecent proposal. <laughs> what? Where Never oh mind. yeah, hey, Demi Moore, hey, go ahead and no. sleep with Robert Redford. We need the debt paid off, and you think it's gonna be fine, but mentally you can't handle it. Oh my you know God. what? I also do not want this to happen now because that oddly makes sense to me. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now, courtesy of Dean M. Leasing. It is time for our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Heggy, we are rolling. What a hell of a game yesterday. Is there a number one play that stands out to you, or was it just all of the awesomeness all night long? I want to say Dak diving for the first down. You know, I I thought that wasn't, you know, a scoring play or anything like that, but it sort of embodied how he had taken over the game and was, you know, ready to go full Dak to get the job done. Yeah. All right. How about Tom Brady doing the old slide tackle dirty little B move? Because that's all he had left in the tank. That said a lot, didn't it? Gosh, yes. man, what a give up. Not a good loser. That. No, that's not something you want your kids to see. Or a good teammate. I think the Schultz, the Schultz touchdown pass for Dak, and we were all in the – I know uh, Zach and I were watching the game, and we were like, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. Oh, touchdown, yeah. You know where he was rolling to his left there. And, and yeah. I felt like that, man, Dak really saw the field really well yesterday. And the receivers did a great job of separating for him. I, I think uh, as well when Akeem Hicks body slammed him – I think that took Dak out of nervous mode into fighter mode. Okay. And, and the Bucks couldn't handle fighter mode, Dak. Because up to that point, Troy was talking about how he still didn't have his confidence. He looked uneasy. I, I think that brought something out in Dak. The shoulder pads hanging out. Three, four plays later, the ball's in the end zone. Yeah, I, I'm with you. As soon as he started running around, and, and we've seen this before from Dak, he just kind of gets into the game. He gets locked in early on. His passes were a little bit high. They're a little off target. Michael Gallup has to go climb the ladder to make that third down snag. And then he makes that one run right up the middle, gets up a couple of yards, takes that big hit from Hicks. And then after that, he really seemed like he settled into the game. Everything was just in slow motion for him. And he was stellar from that point on. But even though the game, it really put the game out of reach, but that fourth down play call to C.D. Lamb, for the touchdown, was yeah. just a thing of beauty. You see Schultz on oh, that. He's like, Antoine Winfield Jr., you want some? He, he, Come he, on, run, blah, blah, blah. he starts running some? across. He's like, oh, everybody's with me. Touchdown. I know CD's about to score. It's awesome. So we need to run the early on, we need to run the Dak wake-up play is what we need I to do. I think we, you need to get him. Yeah, he, and, and it might just be on him. I mean, maybe you can call a quarterback design run if you want. Yeah. Or just on him, but as soon as and no, Brian's you, talked about this a lot, you need to get a, like a big chunk of mud and grass in the right corner of his <laughs> helmet. Yes, and when you get like r- the right side of his body has to be in complete grass stain, but you get the little chunk of grass and mud in that right, right in that uh, where he can see from that from that right eye, and that kind of gets him going to how he needs to play in these games. Is now on the Maher front, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones both felt like they left room to be like, yeah, we might do something else this week. I don't think so. Not a short week, you're not. I like the two-kicker idea that uh, they talked about yeah. with him. Like, maybe you could have a, an extra point guy and, and leave Mar for the for the kickoffs and, and maybe, you know, go 58 on if you. If you get into a situation, though, where you're bringing guys in and all that, I mean, if you want to put one on the practice squad and then use them as an activation – now, again, San Francisco, you're going to need all hands on deck. Yeah. Can you go to a game? You're going to be playing one light because if you don't use the extra kicker guy, that's a roster spot for you as far as you're 48. So if you're going to do it, yeah, bring, you know, it's going to have to probably be practice squad, elevation, and then if you need him, you know, go for it. But I, I don't know if with, you know, tomorrow you're going to wake up. Well, 
it's going to be Wednesday to, you know, already, and now you're getting game prep for a Sunday night game. You know, if you're bringing a bunch of guys in to work out and all that with Maher, are you worrying about any confidence that left that he might might have? Well, you can't get confidence in practice because he was good last week, and then he was good at halftime. Like, oh, he was not good. At, he was not you good. You can't at send him back out there. Well, no, the, 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 the but fact- he was good at halftime. Yeah, see, they, t- they talked about that this morning, how Jerry said, yeah, I was watching him at half. It looked like he got it sorted out. Yeah. So there's no amount of makes that he can do now or before the game that will give you confidence. I don't think you can send him out there in a playoff situation for extra points. It, and and it, it's an unfair question to you, but you got to figure out who's out there then. Or yeah, maybe just go for two. That could be that, a blessing. That's what that's what you have to figure out. I mean, you know, is it bringing back Garibay? Is it bringing back Hiralahu? I mean, where where's the where's that going to be? Is it... You know, is it somebody that you've already let go of? And in terms, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's the question. I mean, whatever confidence he has left, if you hold a kicking derby this week, then yeah, you might as well. You know, if you're going to do that, you might as well add a kicker because it's old Dan Bailey. You're going to you're going to you're going to kill any confidence he has. I like a kicker derby idea though. We could put up like flyers around the whole Metroplex. Any average Joe can come out there. You never know who's got a boot here in the Metroplex. That, Somebody might surprise you. And Jerry this morning did say they asked, would that be make you more inclined to go for two or go for it on fourth down? And he like immediately said yes. So take that for what you will. Now on the fan text. Some people are saying, I can't wait to hear Dawson eat crow today. That's right. So we asked people, what's the, this crow. what's the L? Several different ways. He will list every yeah. bit of crow he will eat. Got new recipes <laughs> yeah, coming up. Watch it. Get ready. <laughs> Was there a particular L from this game or this team that you need to take after last night? Because I said the secondary. Like, there's no chance... I thought the secondary would be a pass breakup machine. Did you pick night. them to win or lose? I picked them to win. Oh, like okay. Tampa Bay is a garbage team. I said we win by ten, but okay. I did not think the secondary would. Then do you as don't well have to eat did. crow. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, you, you're no, but he's just taking an L. You weren't eating crow there, yeah, were you? You were taking, just taking an L. The L. Yeah, he was just taking a little L. That's all. Yeah, you know, I, I think the defense totally came back to what it was and and maybe if Tampa had been able to stay in the game and continue to run their inability to stop the run would have would have been a bigger issue but the fact that they covered for a bad cornerback situation against Tom Brady with Godwin and Mike Evans out there and you know you you were you made plenty of hits in the backfield you uh, 12 passes defended I, I think the defense just played elite and I I thought those days were were gone here for this season I, I thought they'd lost too much but you know apparently Van Der Esch and Hankins coming back yeah. and you know a good week where you're just acknowledging listen we can't leave these corners by themselves anymore like they figured it out once again a plus job by the coaching staff to figure out how to not let their problems kill them like previous coaching staffs have way too often my biggest L is is Kelly Moore for this game you know I've been super critical of Kellen Moore and we will see the consistency is an issue with him because we've seen games like this where it's like oh my gosh Kellen you were fantastic uh would somebody just let one what is that are you going to Rick we we have a we have a a toot back there Reg there's some engineering going on I think behind the scenes Uh, all right (laughs) I can't take responsibility for that one a lot of the time I am guilty yeah but there's some weirdness happening in the building right now I thought kudos to you sir I thought the thing was like he just he didn't run out of plays no he kept he had more and more that they could just go to the personnel groupings you know he went back to using the tight ends he was making damn sure they got that running game going in any way that they could with I mean 
mean, I didn't love the fact that he had Jason Peters pulling from the left side all the way to the right side. Poor four-year-old man mm-hmm. trying to get out there in space. But Kellen Moore was in his bag. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it took all the way to that fourth quarter. We talked about that fourth down play yeah. with, with C.D. Lamb. He had something constantly ready to go in his back pocket. And he called a masterful game. And I am happy to eat the crow and take the L on that one. What do you find, folks, got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always, Heggy. Thanks so much for asking. We will eat crow right out of the gates. Nice. At least I will. Coming up here at 2 o'clock, uh, Christy Scales is going to join us at 6 o'clock. Of course, the Mike McCarthy presser about 4.15 right here on your home of the Cowboys. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.5 FM. See Diggs Business Decisions tomorrow, Kevin. Oh, Diggs Business Decisions? Take a night, Kevin. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.